2: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, We were joined by a friend of the show from Kick It Out, Troy Townsend. Dad, of course, of uh, Andros, the Everton winger. Um, He is, as we said, head of development for Kick It Out. It's always fascinating to listen to. And we talked about a documentary you can hear on Talksport this weekend. Um, Tim Vine joined us. He's on tour as Plastic Elvis, tribute to the (laughs) king. Uh, Martin Kellner was on good yeah, form today. Yeah, Martin Kellner was on good form. He he's, he got down with the kids this week, didn't he? Mm. And uh, Mike Ward gave us his pick of uh, the non-sporting TV. So uh, we liked all that. We had a bit of a conversation as well along the way. So here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good Good afternoon, Andy.
3: Good afternoon, Paul. And congratulations to Scotland for making it to the latter stages of the T20 World Cup. We all know what they're going to do. They're going to lose badly to everybody else. But beat England after trying three times harder than they did in any other game. (laughs)
2: Well, <laughs> that's true, That's quite, that's quite <clears throat> that's possible. That's what's going to happen. That is quite possible. And
3: uh, the Glazers, who are Manchester United, of course, yeah. uh, they want to buy an IPL franchise. There's a new one coming up for uh, grabs, and they're going to need a name. Yeah. So we thought we'd uh, set that for you. What have you. Have you got any suggestions? Yeah, I've gone with the
2: Chennai cash machines. A tremendous okay.
3: team they are. That should be good.
2: Um, I've, what about non-challengers Bangalore? <laughs> That'd be that, good.
3: that a bit harsh? <laughs> no, that's fair enough, yeah. actually. What a classic bit of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, wasn't it? A classic survival game where it looks like, once again, every time it looks like he's about to get his P45, yeah. they somehow win again. Just when, all the other managers, when all you the think other he's fans out. of clubs that are
2: rivals, you know, I think... Yep, yeah, good. Well, they could easily, I like you were saying, you know, Liber- yeah. Liverpool go toe to toe with them. They could easily go there with a, you know, the threats they have going forward and, and, and get a result, couldn't they? Yeah, so, they could. So, um, you never know. Then it'd be someone else's turning the barrel next oh, yeah, week, or not or Manchester United. When
3: Chelsea lose to Norwich. So I, I mean, I wonder. Yeah.
2: We should do that. Who's turning the barrel? Will it be next week? We should try and predict that when you look at the games. Arsenal versus Villa. Where it's you know, people yeah. have forgotten it by Monday. So, whatever happens in that game, you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if Villa go to Arsenal, win 6 0. It will be uh, it will be Arsenal in the barrel. Chelsea Norwich. Let's be honest. Well, only if if Norwich were to win. Yeah, say, oh yeah, very much. But then that would be seen yeah. as a blip. Remember you know, not the West a trend. Brom
3: game last year, 12-30, Saturday, everybody thought Chelsea. Yeah, would yeah, yeah, yeah. West Brom had five shots and scored five goals. You Palace,
2: know. Newcastle. Neither of those sides are going to take their turn in the barrel. Everton, Watford. Mm. Um, Everton got a load of you know. Watford Ranieri's not after two games. Everton got a load of injuries, mm. so whatever happens there. Leeds, Wolves. Well, mm, Bielsa. Some people might be getting a bit worried about that. Uh, Southampton, Burnley, now they're going to get a pass, I think. Probably Brighton versus Man. If well, they- no, Spurs, if they lose to West Ham, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, but we're, we're mm. always in the barrel. We're mm. always waiting to climb in, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Just every other week, especially after last night. Man, that was poor. I mean, there was a lot yeah, of senior, a of it, lot of mm. senior pros on the pitch who mm. really didn't step up. And mm. you know, those sorts of games are an opportunity for players that aren't getting in to say, "Pick me." And not one of them did. I mean, they just uh, uh, Lascelles. again, no influence on the game really. Winks was poor. Delhi was poor. It was a, it was pretty tough. Yeah, well, so I watched the second half and a nice piece of potted
3: history from Peter Jury on Willem Corston. Oh yeah, I I completely him. forgotten about. Him, so I thought, oh, you I am so bored with the game. I thought I'll oh, YouTube the highlights. <laughs> First of all, I've got the wrong game. Yeah. Uh, ended up in 1999 when Willem wasn't even playing. Stephen Carr scored a. Blast. He that did. Day. Yeah, he
2: certainly did. And you then I went and found
3: one. the right game, and uh, he was amazing, wasn't it? I mean, that's incredible that he scored
2: those two brilliant goals, and then mm. he, that was his last ever game. He just sort, sort of amazing, disappeared really. after that, one of many uh, great, disappeared Tottenham mm. players. Brentford Leicester, what an entertaining game that will be. It's not on the telly, sadly, but no. I think that's going to be a cracker. And West Ham Tottenham, two more set piece goals for West Ham last night. They are sensational. And two more headed they well, goals. They've
4: got
3: a
2: good squad. So uh, that's, yeah, you know, and uh, we all know. Uh, a good Tottenham defending set pieces so if you want to have a flutter that's not a bad thing to have it on um, but that should be an entertaining game as well of course on Sunday but we'll have a yeah. good look in the If who's turning in the barrel is it going to be let us know talksport.com text eight ten eighty nine, tweet ts and J um, and we're interested to find out your uh, Glazer IPL franchise teams uh, what will they be called uh, TalkSport.com Text 81089 Tweet to TSH&J
3: Good to see Arsenal pinning their hopes On a five year old Tremendous
2: Well yeah I, I, I mean were, I noticed in that There's this, this young This young kid Who's amazing Everybody's saying He's, he's fantastic he And he's see. doing some training But they've, they've yeah. pointed out They were no, very quick To point out And we'll talk to Troy About this When he, he chats to us About the documentary That he's made On Academies for TalkSport You'll hear on Sunday that Arsenal would quickly to point out he's not in the academy set up there, you know. You don't start taking he's kids. P- you don't start rejecting kids p- at four. That would be far too cool. It's bad enough when they're eight. But, I uh, look forward to him 20 years time
3: uh, being ma- him being managed by Jose Mourinho and being thrown under the bus. <laughs> but yeah. honestly, Jose, he's unbelievable, yeah. isn't he? Really? Well, I mean, as you, as you oh, quite rightly I know, said, I've only got 13 players left. Whereas Nuno sort of protected the players, didn't he? You know, he,
2: says, he said it was my fault. I picked yeah. the players, yeah, I put exactly. them out there. But near Jose, it was not me, Gov, wasn't it? But we will be crossing to Italy very shortly to talk about that. To defeat the Bodo Glimp last night, six mm. one, got a bit ugly. As it, as it can do, really, sometimes. With I mean, four hundred fans went from Rome to Norway for the game mm. and were rewarded with that. So that when the players went over to apologise, including Tammy Abraham, I think they they got a bit of a volley. Yes, so it was um, a poor result. It was. it was. It was the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
0: real noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast.
2: Paul well, Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport making a welcome return to the studio. I haven't seen him in the flesh for a while. It's, no. it, it's, it's always good to see him. Head of development for uh, Kick It Out Troy Townsend, hi, Troy. Good afternoon. Yeah, you're, I, saw, I saw you tweeting that you're out and about, going back, um, working with academies, getting yeah. around the country. It must be nice to be doing that in person again, to kind of get in front of people and talk. It's amazing. to Amazing. It's
6: mm. amazing. It's amazing to be here, by the way. So uh, thank you for inviting me. But yeah, just being out with clubs again and talking to players in the flesh. You know, the four-letter word Zoom is really a, a thing that I hope that I can dismiss now and don't have to utilize as much anymore because it, you know education is an important thing and being in the flesh with young players and hearing about their experiences and yeah. just telling them, you know, the day-to-day stuff of what happens in the game is is so important and you kind of lose that on a, on a video platform, you know, because you can't see everyone as well. Mm. So, yeah, I've, I've had some really good visits over the last two weeks um, and it's like kind of getting back to the norm, which is great.
2: How do you view Black History Month in the context of, of what you do day-to-day and the importance of it?
6: I... Uh, <laughs> Listen, as an individual, I've never really focused around Black History Month, to be totally honest, because I tell stories 12 months of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So the significance of it, I'm not going to say is lost at all, but definitely it's something that my line of work, I have to talk about the negative history of black people mm. in our sport for far too often and for far too long. But last year, I thought the Black History Month was a really powerful and important one. Um just because of what had happened in the summer uh, with George Floyd and and the reaction of football and the reaction of many, to be fair, um, and the way that people wanted to approach the topic, you know, and, and talk about Black history rather than just talk about slavery or you know lynching and stuff like that, but really wanting to understand the positive nature of, of Black people and how they contribute, particularly in our field, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that had to be a positive and. I contributed to so many different kind of initiatives that were going on during that month that, yeah, it was really, really important. I've got to be honest, I'm not sure I've seen the same energy this year um, during this period of time. Um, and that may be because other things are going on, but it's an important. It's an important month for, hmm. for, for- to be recognized and for like for us to celebrate. I think we don't often use the word celebrate enough mm-hmm. in football, in sport. So yeah, let's celebrate those those figures and the people that are coming up as well, the next generation who'll be providing mm-hmm. the next stage mm-hmm. of history. Sure.
3: I was thinking about <clears throat> excuse me, I was thinking about you coming in today and I was thinking that sometimes your work is so difficult because you're kind of preaching to the converted. The people, right minded people will never disagree with what you've got to say and at Brentford and at Chelsea I've seen people applauding the knee yeah but taking the knee but then there are other places where people are booing in other countries and you think this isn't is it ever going to get through to people I know you have to keep trying but sometimes you just you get a bit in despair that you think you know it, as I say you you preaching to the converted I worry, I worry about that
6: sometimes. I am and I'm not I mean to be honest with you Like the interesting take from you. Remember, young people, young players are influenced by what they see, what they hear from prominent figures, and they have an opinion as well, which is often never heard. So they want to understand the real impact of taking the knee. So I was at a club yesterday, and again, because at the moment the conversation is losing its strength, isn't it? It's you know, it's not as they're taking the same opinion because that's what they hear. Um, But like you say, Andy, the the applause that I hear every time I go into a Premier League ground. And and the way that people are are supporting the players, which is one thing, the raising awareness is the next thing, the education behind it. Um, I don't mind walking into any circle, to be honest with you, whether they're converted or not, and have that conversation. It's Mm. whether those people are going to listen to my voice and the voices of many in this space to be able to to affect the change that we all want to see. Um, The problem is not just in sport, but it's something that I can influence, hopefully. Um, and hopefully we'll have a more, uh, a better reflective kind of workforce and and playing side of it, and support a fan base that we all want to see. I think because why should people be victimised for playing football? Yeah, don't understand it.
2: People, people in, in in all sports, they get they get so entrenched in in their views and their beliefs and and their decisions. And it's interesting that we see tomorrow England play the West Indies uh, in the T Twenty World Cup. Both sets of players are going to take the knee. England made a decision that they weren't going to carry on doing that. Um, and, and maybe partly because of what Michael Holding said, he thought it was mm. wrong, and they've they've mm. changed the decision. Sometimes you've got to listen to people that you respect and reconsider opinions. You don't have to be that entrenched. And, and they've they've decided they want they want to do it again.
6: Listen hearing the power of Michael Holding's voice, um, which should be enough to make anyone reflect on you know their opinions in this space. You know he spoke about the Australians, didn't they? didn't he, and talked about the fact that they. What have they done since taking the knee, you know? And and has there been an education process there? So we've got to applaud people that make that change. But also, if you don't mind me saying, the focus doesn't have to be on the knee. Mm. The focus has to be on the message. The message is about change, you know? And it's and it's a message that's going to whoever governs the game as well, who are responsible. We're all aware of some of the stories that are coming out of cricket and they're not stories. They're factual uh, information and... and you know, Yorkshire Cricket Club and stuff like that so <clears throat> it's about like let's now make the change that we all want to see let's mm. make a game that is free from discrimination and that people can play can support can work in you know that that they don't feel like they're they're they're, they're not being heard you know and it's, it's it's a tough situation because there's many people that won't be able to raise their head above to be able to challenge so mm. the voices of you know, your Michael Holdings are so important, and and to be fair, of of England for what they're doing as well is so important. We've seen that in our in our sport, haven't we? Graham's uh, Gareth Southgate, mm. sorry, and the way that he talks in this space,
2: yeah, absolutely.
6: you know, that is that that's that's leadership. That that for me is what we need to see more of. You know, it's 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 the right and the, he never skips the topic. And I think that's powerful and so mm. important as well. Yeah,
3: it was good to hear fans applauding Saka <clears throat> as well mm. when he came absolutely. back. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. no question. So we, we should, should talk, talk about, about the documentary. documentary. Yeah, this Only Sunday, if you want to, no, we <laughs> do.
2: Yeah, we've got part one, brand new documentary. It's called uh, "It Was All a Dream: The Football Academy Journey." Troy's the host, and it's an area because of uh, Andros going through academy football that you have a sort of personal knowledge of, and you're around academies all the time to yeah. kick it out. So it's it is a very interesting subject, isn't it?
6: You know, it's a a massive subject that doesn't get spoken about enough in terms of the journeys of going into the academy environment, what the structure is like, what to expect, the impact of being released, being retained, Um, you know, being in an environment that is a pressurized environment for one so young as well. Mm -hmm. The real focus is on obviously young players. Um, And I just think every time I've heard stories in this space, they're either one or the other. They're either the negative story, um, which we have to tell by the way, or there's those that are saying, Well, no, not all academies are like that, you know. And I just wanted to be able to share stories of people that work within the environment that are gonna give a balanced opinion. Mm. You know, not all's great, you know, we've got the authorities that are part of the, the the documentary. The journey starts actually with mine. You know, I had no support system when I was going through and, and when I got released it had a massive impact on my mental well being there'll be others that will resonate with that story but there'll be others who also have had a, have had a great time you know right. and Andres' journey is not just what you see today you know it it's being eight years of age and being released I don't want to give too much away from the doc but being released because apparently he's going to be too small to play football yeah you know and there's many the a story like that emphasis is changing
3: from that point of view isn't it now
6: not necessarily
3: really still going for the strength and the physical Yeah, really? yeah wow. physical
6: at- attributes are I think they're still there. The technical player, the the we've always said, haven't we? Why can't we produce the Iniesta's, the Xavi's, the you know the small, low, low centre of gravity players? But we have got them. So whilst I agree with you in a sense, Andy, yeah, you know it has changed a little bit. Unfortunately, I still hear some of those stories as well. Oh, um, and how do you know how yeah. tall someone's going to grow at eight years of age? Or is it just an excuse?
2: You spoke to Les Ferdinand. Jamie Carragher's in there. But we're going to hear a little excerpt now with Palace's uh, Eberichi Eze. And uh, he's talking about the sacrifices he made as a child to uh, become a professional footballer.
6: If you're clued up at that age, then maybe you might understand it because of the influences around you, like your, the support system that you've got. But really, you're just thinking...
3: I can't, I can't actually go to that party, because I've got a game for Arsenal, or I've got a game for this team or whatever. Like, I would love to go to the party, but I fully can't go because I've got this commitment. And it automatically just starts to like, put into perspective, what's the priority here? Party's here, I've got to go to the game. And that's it. You don't even have the choice. You try your best to finish the match quickly, speed home, try and get to the party. You ain't making it. You're not making it, it's done. You already made, you made your bed. You made your bed. That's it. Which is, it's funny, man. Eight, nine, ten, you're talking about
6: them type of sacrifices. It's just These types of conversations, people outside of football can't fully, fully grasp it. They cannot.
2: Palace is uh, in, in our documentary. They, 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 it strikes me, and you see a lot of academy kids when you're out and about, that it must teach them incredible self-discipline, even if they don't make it. Through the system, some of the life lessons. If you're making those decisions, you know, you, you, certainly when it gets to sort of thirteen, fourteen, mm. fifteen, you want to go to parties and stuff, uh, and you say, "No, I can't. I've <clears throat> got to be dedicated. I can't do that. I can't yeah. do what my mates do." Uh, you know, that that is that is tough, isn't it?
6: But you're, you're doing the right thing for you. Can I mention there, Baruchi, if you don't mind? Mm. What a positive young man. I spoke to him at the time that he obviously was suffering from his injury and. Mm. and but he was still positive he still could see the light at the end of you know the recovery process he's had multiple uh kind of situations where he's been released um and i wanted to tell his story because you know we want to show how you can turn yours you know your, your career around and make something in the game and arsenal we mentioned arsenal there arsenal's his club so being released from arsenal was a really difficult thing for him but mm. You know, he's talked spiritually quite a lot as well. And I've got so much time for him in the way that he shared his journey. I think his journey will resonate with so much, with so many. Um, But just on that point of the dedication to the game, uh, you know, what you have to do at a young age. Chris Ramsey called it the career before the career. Mm, You know, you're on a journey, you're on a 12 year journey, possibly, you know, to get to the end goal. And then your career begins almost. I'm not sure of many other young people that will be ha- making that sacrifice, um, you know, from... Eberichi talks about running home from school so that he could be picked up, so that he could make it in time to get to, you know, not hanging around at the end of school, so friendship circles, etc. It's amazing sacrifice, and it's a sacrifice, obviously, for family members as well that are mm-hmm. part of that, that process and journey. Unfortunately, I didn't have that. I didn't have the sacrifice of, of, of my mum and dad. You know, Andros has... Um, as we have with our other children but there'll be so I, I just want to raise awareness about the journey and the 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 high bits the low bits so we speak to parents we speak to psychologists we speak to as you've mentioned ex players current players um so many in the game but there is a dark side as well mm. and, and I, mm. I, we can't leave the dark side of the game out because so many have been impacted and affected by a beautiful game, as such, you know, yeah, yeah. in different ways.
2: So
3: but he's a classic. Sorry, Paul, but yeah. he's a classic, isn't he? That where someone's written him off, but now he would definitely be good enough for Arsenal's first team. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. player. They'd, they'd love to have him. It yeah. is interesting that kids should remember that. that yeah. You know, then Glenn had the thing with this, didn't he, about taking kids that have been rejected, yeah, and, and trying to find a way. Through for them in the game, yeah. That's not, of, you know,
2: Les is an example of that, isn't he? Right he is as well. Exactly. You know, you don't you don't have to go through that traditional route. You can still come through. But there is probably ways. many a
6: story. You know, if you if we manage to line up, I don't know how many professional players, they'll tell you about the journey mm. and, and the hiccups mm. and the the roundabouts and and you know the potential that maybe they could have fallen away. We speak to Andy Robertson who who talks about that really well. You know, and look at where he is now. Mm. Uh, ben White, you know, fifty million pound signing in the summer. You're Your value is on you. It's what you kind of believe that you can achieve. And Mm. some of the negative comments, it's about parking those Mm. and believing in your ability.
2: Fantastic. Well, the first part is this Sunday, as we said, at eight o'clock, the Football Academy journey. Uh, uh, Troy is the host. It's called It Was All A Dream. And it's three parts. And if you can't catch it live, then you'll be able to download it as a podcast podcast. Uh, or listen to it via the TalkSport app. Uh, Lovely to see you, Troy. It's great to see you again. Give our best to Andros. He seems he's clearly enjoying his football at Everton at the moment. He's flying, isn't he? Yeah, Yeah.
6: absolutely. He's doing really well, and and long may that continue. We won't talk about the injuries, though.
2: We miss him on He did. He, he seemed to enjoy that as well he was when he good. came on. He yeah. really
6: good. thoroughly enjoyed himself. Mm. I think yeah. he was almost preparing his permanent seat here, but luckily, rapper <laughs> came in and uh, offered him an alternative. Okay, Well,
2: we'll catch up with you soon. Keep Absolutely. up the good work. Thanks Thank very you. much. Head of development for Kick It Out There, Troy Townsend. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy Murray's been talking about something he regrets, um, and he's bringing out a rap single, um, which he did. Uh, in 2009. Yeah, I can't it. Well, exactly. It's called mm. Autograph. So, uh, fellas, could we see if we could find it? I meant to ask you earlier on. So, we're doing this on the hoof. But before quarter past two, we'll see what Andy's so, uh, Andy Murray, this is uh, what he's so embarrassed about. But it, it only sold, considering you know, his profile, mm. only sold a thousand copies. It's not great, not is massive. it? It's not massive. That'll probably get you about number three these days, would not it? No reason why it would sell No, it. That's it. you don't go to him for yeah. your rap, do you? No, not really. No, <laughs> anyway, be, we'll uh, see if we can Snoop find Dog's it. Snoop
3: Dogg's going to win Wimbledon. <laughs> well, I, I don't <laughs> know, yeah.
2: It make, it'll make it make for a very interesting Wimbledon,
3: really. <laughs> well, he's good on grass,
2: eh? hey, hey, come on. Thank you. <laughs> there we are. I'll keep... Crushing him in, <laughs> you nod them home. Now,
3: have you? I, I just uh, booked my booster. I'm very delighted to have done that and yeah. proud to say it. But uh, have you ever met anybody who's been vaccinated who said this? I will not reveal my status, whether I've been vaccinated or not. It's a private matter and an appropriate in, an, an inappropriate inquiry. In other words, you haven't had it. That's Novak Djokovic, <laughs> <laughs> as you're calling him. Well, and the thing is, people have got every right, uh, I suppose, to. Yeah, but to why de- would you? If you've had, yeah. if you've been vaccinated, sure. Why would you not say I've been vaccinated? What, 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 what are you keeping yeah. it a secret for? Yeah, well, well, unless you're worried that somebody's going to some... burst come to you in the street and have a go at you or something. But I suppose, but who mm. knows?
2: Which is anyway. which could happen when which you are happen, yeah. uh, one of the world's top tennis players? Yes. I look forward uh, to them coming around my place tonight. After yeah, I said
3: that marvelous. Yeah. Now
2: the, the mood, um, the mood changed very quickly at Aston Villa. Did you see that after uh, last week's um, two mm. nil up, three two down against Wolves? Yeah. Because it was John McGinn's birthday, and he brought in cakes. Was that nice of him? Yeah. Very nice of him. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, he didn't just bring in cakes. Dean Smith, because of the attention mm. to detail, he starts. He won't just tell us John brought in mm. cakes. He, he drills down into it. He said he brought in a great array of cakes. <laughs> uh, we had a nice. spot. Sponge cake, yeah. uh, a red velvet, he's, and a load of cupcakes. He's basically on the way to training He stopped at M&S, isn't he? No, think, I think he's done his own baking. I th- I, I look do you think to John being... McGinn's baking his own cakes Why for not? the boys? These days, a lot of people are baking. Well, I'm, I'm I sure made they're... some biscuits this week. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. I what a time
4: to be
3: alive. Pie. You made
2: an apple pie?
3: Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I told you that. I was watching...
2: Uh, he could be on you Celebrity... You me of... a slice, did you? Yeah, well, what about, I should have done, what, uh, really? looking after us the way John McGinn looks after the village. I, I will room. next I'll you bring make in, us a pie? I'll
3: bring in some of my biscuits next week. Oh, that's something to look forward Monday. to, isn't it? Yeah, don't have to we'll be biscotti. having a day
2: off. Don't take any time off next door. Can Bill have one? Are they vegan-friendly or not? No. Oh, okay. Sorry, Bill. Come on, I'll make a little vegan oh, no, batch got an for egg Bill. In it.
3: They have oil, but they do have an egg. No, they yeah, can't but, eat. Can't why eat? It
2: just be a vegetarian? Bill? Oh look, don't start bullying people. You're having a, <laughs> if he's not Novak Djokovic, <laughs> I'll Bill that, on
3: the decks? Yeah. Apparently, though, um, I was watching Bake Off uh, on Tuesday night, and mm. uh, and it was an innocent comment from Prue. Leith. She said something was delicious, and she said it's worth the calories. Yeah. And apparently, you can't say the word calories now because it's triggering for people who've got a. Yeah. So it's incredible. You've got to be so careful what you're you say. I mean, I and what, worries about me, what worries me is that you're not. Well, I'm not. <laughs> Luckily, anything I say doesn't really count. People <laughs> okay. realize that.
2: You think you've got to a stage
3: where, <laughs> well, yeah. okay. No, if, if you take me seriously, you've you're got not quite Dennis
2: Potter swinging from that bottle of morphine, <laughs> I'd like to remind you. so um, I'm definitely not. Still the greatest TV but interview of all
3: I, time. I, I a man taking
2: no prisoners.
3: Oh, I mean, nobody wants to be abused online. It's horrible and all that. And Steve mm. Bruce took it. But, you know... It's a, that sort of job. Hmm. It's in, you know, I, he's sort of moaning and saying, "Oh, don't, don't abuse managers." You know, it's a bit like the sort of uh, league LMA. You know, it's a great job. It's the only job you can fail in yeah. and walk away with an absolute but fortune. It's a level of abuse that
2: goes far beyond yes, what you're supposed but, you to put know, up with for the
3: money not, you earn. Uh, no, no one should have pleasant. to put no, up you with. You shouldn't have to. But in the end, of the day, it's that sort of job. And if you don't expect that, then don't go into the job. I'd say, you wow. know. You,
2: I mean, you, you know, Andy, you're a man, you're nominally a celebrity, although a minor one, yeah, and, yeah. you know, you don't like it when people have a pop at you. I don't do you? like it, but
3: it's par, par for the course, isn't it, if you put your head above the parapet?
2: you, know, you Should know. it be? Should it be Andy? Well, Should we not live in
3: a slightly... No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be uh, abusive. It shouldn't be racist. Of course, it shouldn't. But
2: you know, somebody having a fan, having a go at you because you, they don't like the way the team's playing. I think I don't I think, think, it's serious. Serious. I think I said that. I think I think it was levels. I think he was hinting at levels, really, mm. of levels of abuse, type of abuse, personal abuse, abuse of your family. They don't mm. even know you. I don't know
3: your family. Starting to go no, at it's your It's It is annoying. Or? I hate it too. Nobody likes being abused. But on the other hand, you know. That it's par for the course yeah. for the job, and you have to. I think it's part of it, and you have to just get on with it. Um, anyway,
2: let's. Well, that's that's your opinion. That's my uh, opinion. Andy, which views uh, that you, you've just had, quite told us doesn't count. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> doesn't whatsoever. So um <laughs> let's hear from Andy Murray. This is the one of the most embarrassing mm. things he can think career wise. Uh, it's his song, his uh, rapping uh, song called Autograph. <laughs>
5: In. It really gets crazy, my hand cramps no. up and my mind gets hazy I sign and sign but the line doesn't end Wake yeah. me up tomorrow, let's do it again Autograph
2: Autograph 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 Man alive, that's bad That's terrible What um, What possessed him to do that? When I read that, I thought, it, 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 he's talking it up. It's not that bad. It may, maybe he's bad. because he's he's brought it to everybody's attention. I mean, really. I mean, yeah. why, why didn't he just go in and say, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm, <laughs> he really, I don't need it. the money. He'd have been it better for It have been for, for charity, head. I don't know. I'm sure he did it for a good reason.
1: Anyway. He should have definitely just, done
2: that. He definitely shouldn't have done that.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily
2: Podcast. Friend of the show, comedian Tim Vine is uh, on tour at the moment as Plastic Elvis, yes. his tribute yes. to the King. Um, and uh, he speaks up in United fan, and mm. they're going rather well. So he joins us now. Hi, Tim.
7: Hi, boys. How are you? Yeah, we're not
2: too, too bad. bad, thank you. You're not too I'm bad. I'm sorry
7: I'm not there in person. I know hmm. I, I know. I said I was going to be there in the studio, and then I basically I, I did my back doing um, a Move Too Many in the Chatham
2: gig a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, it's those hips, it, isn't it? If, you, if you're going to swing those hips like the king, you're going to put, you're gonna put <laughs> that's something not, out. A man of your age, good, is
4: it?
7: <laughs> well, my, my next, uh, the next, uh, the next one is High Wycombe, which is, uh, is, is a week from now. But already, I'm beginning to wonder whether I'm going to major on Elvis '77 as opposed to '56. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you you know, might, just yeah. a little bit less mobility, just yeah. to protect it slightly. You
3: know? do, do you do that? Do you, do you sort of move through to, uh, the whole of Elvis's career? uh no once the music starts that's
7: it i am just uh, I'm, I'm unaware of what year i'm even in myself you're you in the moment
3: you inhabit move around you inhabit the king yeah. so no, you only have sure. one you only have one costume
7: uh, i have one costume i mean to be honest with you i i i, I actually thought it's, it's quite hard getting it in and out of the costume i wonder whether i actually may have put my back out Getting into the
3: costume. <laughs> yeah, <it's great>. yeah. <laughs> That's good. I don't think Elvis ever did that. Did yeah.
7: So, no, I know, well, I did say to the audience after the when it, well, after the it was a song and I love you so, which is not a, a sort of wow. a very energetic song. I, I, and I love you so. <laughs> and, 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 um, and I said to them afterwards, I, said, I think I put my back out, and thankfully we have one more song left, and I I um I sang American Trilogy with one hand behind my back, but it, I, I mean I did, I got all the notes, but it was a little bit. A Little bit scary, but but listen, yeah. the show goes on, and the next one's in a week's time.
2: They will be saying things like, Oh, he got very emotional during the glory, glory, hallelujahs. They didn't realize it was pain, they thought it was tears. They didn't realize
7: <laughs> Both, you yeah. do it.
2: It's in the, the outfit you wear is sort of '68 special, the sort of black leather, uh, one, isn't it?
7: Yes, and that's begun to. I don't want this all sound like a bit of a disaster, but that's begun to fall apart. <laughs> um, I I turned around. I've done 11 gigs and uh, 11 uh, shows of this plastic obviously in the last uh, two months, so it's 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 had a bit of attention. Hmm. And um, I turned around, I turned around at the end of uh, Fever, and and I actually sort of lowered a white scarf over a, what I thought was a hole in my uh, in the, in the uh, costume at uh, the reverse of my, uh, <laughs> my my posterior. So I kind of I was trying to I I, got, I was getting a laugh I wasn't expecting basically. And I said, "What's going on?" And I realized something was. Uh, I put a bit of gaffer tape on the on the on my bum and it was sort of hanging off.
2: Oh no it's always yeah just as elvis would have done the um exactly yeah the i didn't do you do that do you do are you lonesome tonight and that sort of extended talky bit that he liked to do uh at yes times. i do that yeah. i do that
7: as the people are filing out no no i do do that
2: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just wondering if you can and get to, a bit of local knowledge in you could do you could do some high wickham material or maybe <laughs> inc- incorporate some of your quick fire gags in that uh, while that way you, you've got the are you lonesome tonight bit going on
7: yeah, no. I, well, there's that very funny um, uh, version that Elvis does of that, where where he's kind of going. Do you do you uh, gaze? Do you gaze at your bald head and wish you had hair and yeah. all that stuff? Yeah. Now, and I I don't do that because I, I feel like I'd be nicking Elvis's material. To
1: do yeah. That
3: so, right. <laughs> well, people so, have nicked so enough of yours. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's true.
2: I think that would be fair enough—a fair trade. It's true, whether that 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 really extended one that where he just starts messing around. He's clearly bored singing he, the song properly, and he he just starts. He starts messing giggling, around, he? Yeah. yeah. And he's, yeah.
7: he's sort of saying the the woman, the high voice woman mm. singer in the background, is singing, and he's going, to "Sing it, baby!" Yeah. And while he's laughing. You
2: know? Great. <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean, it because p- p- this is it's a, it's it is an Elvis show, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I should,
3: mean, do people it is, come yeah, along yeah, thinking that you're
2: going to do the one-liners? Show? I don't do any one
7: liners, no. No. But so it's not—it's not a comedy show as such. I I am sort of—I'm humorous between Mm. uh, songs, but I'm always in the character of Elvis insofar as I'm able to do that. Um, And so, uh, yeah, it's—it's—you know, I'm I'm doing the song straight. So I mean, so I don't—you know—people expecting the barrage of one liners. This isn't the show. Mm. Um, This uh, is—it's an Elvis tribute night. But uh, perhaps accentuating some of the uh, fun side of, of Elvis, you For know? yeah. um, the big ones, that Hammersmith Apollo yeah, on saw there, that. The just before Christmas
2: night, no, top Christmas night out of all the old Ooh, Christmas yeah. parties, I think it would be a That'd fine be place to go. Yeah.
7: Well, thank you. That's a very good point. I must write that down. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've already got please bring two thousand friends down there on, on the publicity. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big room,
2: isn't it? It's it's your yeah. it's your Vegas it this one on the tour, definitely.
7: Yes, well, we, we I mean, we'd, we'd covered everything except the idea that we would perhaps have to put people into the room. That was the only thing that
4: did. <laughs> <that. laughs> no, no, it's not
7: very really bad, but we need to, it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be wonderful, you know, to get a few more people there. But uh, mm-hmm. that's really the big one.
2: Yeah, for of us. course. Yeah. So that's Friday yeah, the seventeenth no, no. of December. Before that, though, you're all over the country. Um, yes. So where where are we at the moment? What day is it? So there, is so yeah. The it, next High Friday Wickham is
7: Wickham. High Wycombe. And, okay. and then that's thankfully that's it for a bit until the seventeenth hmm. of December. So so we'll give my back a chance to properly heal. I think yeah. so I can get back to full, um, you know, full moves.
2: And you can do some running repairs uh, on um, <laughs> on that suit. Well, like, yes, I have
7: a, a spare suit in production.
2: Oh, okay, oh, nice. fantastic! Yeah, t- uh, Craig says, "Do you do Kentucky Rain, Tim?" That's obviously a favourite of uh, of Craig's. Oh,
7: Kentucky Rain!
2: No, it's, I don't. It's a good no. song. It's a good song. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, but still go, Tim. He does. will it do, do,
3: <laughs> do all the classics. So you've got a YouTube channel. Which? Uh, what? What do you do on that? Well, not a lot at the moment, but um, <laughs>
7: <laughs> no. I mean, I, I actually throughout um, uh, lockdown. I, I kind of really got into it. And I was putting loads of different things on, and I was do, I was doing um, the beginning of this year. I was doing recreations of Colombo episodes, uh, well, scenes from Colombo, not entire episodes. So I'm plan- yeah, I'm planning on good. doing a few more of those. Yeah. All
2: right. Now, um, just on to Sutton, very briefly. It's
7: it's, uh, yes, it's going absolutely. rather
2: well because it's always yeah, a team comes up. You think, are oh, they going to adjust? But know, yeah, they they're, they're doing rather well. Your team.
7: I honestly think I don't. I don't want to speak out of turn, but it doesn't look like we're out of place in that in that division. I would oh. say uh, we we even got to the heady heights of fifth, would you believe? We're now eighth, mm. and we lost to uh, Swindon a, a couple of days ago, two one. I wasn't there, but by by all accounts, it was a a close a close game. But the previous three matches we'd won, and they and they were against Port Vale, um, Crawley, and Portsmouth, which are all sort of teams with a history they're not, none of them are slouches are they
2: so yeah. we're, I think they're doing very well yeah they are they're holding their own mm. at this level yes, I believe the cliche, slightly cliched phrase is so uh, yeah so you'll have a bit of time maybe over Christmas to go and check out a game you're not doing panto are you yes of course I'm not going to uh, what's that you're not doing panto this year
7: no, I'm not. No, no. Thank, uh, Thankfully. Otherwise, I'd worry about my back. But, and you'll also be glad to know. You'll also be glad to have having said I'm not coming into the studio to see you guys. And I'm not going to the away match in Rochdale tomorrow. Because if oh. you saw me there, you'd go,
2: hang on yeah. a minute. Uh, hang oh, on. Yeah. We want a note. We <laughs> want a note. Definitely. Just a sick note for that one. So. Well, fantastic, Tim. Uh, keep up the good work. There's lots of Elvis fans out there. So, And if that... you
7: guys want to come along, we can sort tickets for you. I mean, listen, Lovely. it's... Uh, There'll be, I'm sure there'll be a couple spare somewhere.
2: Okay, yeah, the, you, you, know you can Am squeeze us in at the back. Me, yeah, it's so around the corner. Well, we're gonna have a little team light out, so maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. it's, an, it's an evening of uh, Tim Vine as Elvis,
7: Is that the so. whole team? It's just the two of you? Yeah, I think
2: they're man, the fourth, so we have to work it all out. So, um, all the best, Tim. hope it goes well. Thanks very Cheers, much for care. joining us. There we are. Tim Vine there. Uh, so, the, the, the Apollo in London, Friday the 17th of uh, December, but before that, you can catch him. High Wycombe at the Swan Theatre next Friday. We take Bill, but he's a vegan. But <laughs> it's not leather; it's plastic. No, no, I'm talking about
3: out for a. Evening. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you meant the suit. You'd <laughs> 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 well, you have to be a strict vegan to object to that. So yeah. I'm not, it's a leather suit. I'm not. I'm not going. Well, you
2: know. Well, some yeah. people exactly. It, it could be. It could sway their decision. It's not leather, Elvis, which sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? <laughs> It sounds it sounds like one of those contraptions that um Jack Hargreaves would get out on Hal and Fred'd say, What you got there? And he'd have his pipe and he'd say it's, it's not like these, <laughs> oh, a little like this, like a. <laughs> it's, it was Chris. called a, it's called a leather Elvis. He'd say, and it'd be some hateful man trap, wouldn't it? In the yeah. city, yeah, and it'd be sort of. You know, it's, it's like Jack used to sit there, and anyway, this is one for the kids. Ask your granddad. It's a TV show, kids' TV show, yeah. Where a bloke would just get this kind of great big metal contraption up there, mm. where you could take the leg off a grown man. Did not do that on what
3: was it? Thing he used to do about out, out of town. Out of anyway, town. Anyway, we've
2: gone oh, yeah. completely off message, and we got the false panel. To do, so we'll press on. It's uh, Paul Hawksby and uh, it's called A Leather Elvis uh, with Andy Jacobs and Paul Hawksby and literally race down to your favourite Green King pub for the USA Grand Prix this weekend. Green King, your home of pub sport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We should salute... Uh, a Dutch cricket legend, Ryan Tenderscarter, He played bit of county cricket over here. But a lot of county, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, and um, he's, he, he retires today. I think he's not been picked for this game. Yeah, it's not, he's not going well. They're forty for seven. Yeah, yeah, it's not going well. I, I don't think they're going to be making it through. But so that's it. And so the, really, the, the perfect tribute we can give Ryan is this uh, infamous clip with Mike Parry struggling a bit with Ryan Tenderscarter's name.
3: Who got the biggest score for the Dutch team on Friday night when they beat England? Was it A, Ryan (laughs) 10-Doshat? There we are.
2: Very fitting tribute to a fine cricket. Very harsh, but best of luck to him.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: Yes, good afternoon. Paul Hawksby, Annie Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Clips of the week to come. Tom Macklin, Mike Wall with a non sporting TV. But there's been plenty of sport on TV this week. Oh, yeah. And uh, reflecting that, as always, is uh, squad number nine, uh, the king of overnights,
4: Martin yes. Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you boys. Lovely to be with you. Yeah. Um, I have to say there has been a lot of sport on TV. Uh, some of it I've not seen uh, okay. because I, I've lost I've lost BT Sport. Oh, I, well, you know I've got Virgin to shove this sort of uh, fibre cable thing, so I'm like 200 megs a, a second coming through wow. the uh, yeah coming through my back end here. Okay. So <laughs> because they've fitted all that, it means I've lost my uh, BT. Right. And of course I didn't realise that BT Sport was. Um, you know, was attached to it until I started trying to watch the football. Mm. Um, so, but I have it back. For oh, the that's year next oh, that's good. you missed that's West good. Ham last night. Yeah. I did miss oh, West yeah. Ham. I was I was out last night anyway. But oh, okay. uh, yeah, I did miss it. Another fine performance. But yeah. I'll tell you what I liked. What I wanted to do this week was mm. sort of look at something that I've that I wouldn't normally in the normal sort of course of events. Uh, look at and I was inspired by uh, John Rawling you know our um, yes. our mutual friend John mm, Rawling no. of uh, athletics and boxing and darts fame mm. and he tweeted earlier this week this was his tweet he said after two episodes of Squid Game yes. I've weighed up its merits and reached the conclusion it is utter dross okay. so I, t- I tweeted that'll be wrong back. of course well it's, well, it's, well, it's, I it's tweet- a game of
2: opinions John
4: Yes, absolutely. Well, I tweeted him back and saying, you know, call me old-fashioned, John, but... I don't reckon you're the target audience for Squid Game. Mm. I mean, what next? Vinnie Jones doesn't like Bake Off. I don't, but, you know, it's, so I thought, well, I'd watch something that I wouldn't normally watch. Mm. So I tuned into G I N X, if it's pronounced like that, uh, Esports TV. Mm. Oh, Have you yeah. seen that? Do you know tomorrow is
2: World Esports Day? You are Mr. Zeitgeist, <laughs> you, aren't you, Martin? Oh, you are wow. kids. Wow. Yeah, is there a day yeah. in the year that isn't World Something Day? Though?
4: Almost well, certainly well, not.
2: It's World Nothing Day.
3: Yeah, that's, that's the only one. one. Fifteenth of April. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's
4: right. It's usually National Sausage Week. Almost it normally is. Yeah, but somewhere yes, in the is. world. <laughs> so, did
2: you like? Um, did you like the? G-I-N-X I loved it. Stuff?
4: I absolutely loved it. I feel I loved it. I liked the guys, and they are mm. mostly guys. I'm sure they maybe have uh, women on as well, but uh, there were mostly guys that I was watching who were a bit like you two. They were just sort of messing really? about, really. Um, but they were, <laughs> they were. Can I they just were, say? Probably a bit younger. Than the enough. producer said to me last younger, week, that episode yeah. six. <laughs> <laughs> Six
3: of Squid Games was the finest hour of television he's ever seen. Well, yeah, yeah but well, really, was an audience. twelve. what's
2: he watched? Yeah. The Sooty Show and Squid <laughs> yeah. Games. So, what sort of barometer is he of quality on TV? He's watched the reboot of How. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. We had we had, a, we had a deep dive on Jack Hargreaves in your absence, Martin. It I thought oh. you would have enjoyed that.
4: I would have done, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Sorry,
2: take us yeah. back to the world of esports and well, why yeah, you're a the convert. World of
4: I watch, well, I just like the guys, I watch a programme called The First Hour. When you look at it, it's very much like sort of TVAM circa 1983 right, okay. you know there's sort of like faux brickwork all over the place right. and uh, freestanding colourful shelves you know so they're sitting in one of those sort of studios mm. the two guys I took their names Adam Savage and Anthony Richardson mm. um, they were for some unknown reason wearing fat suits oh, okay. I don't know why but I rather like the idea of two guys <laughs> yeah. appearing well, with well I fat think suits the idea of wearing on.
2: fat suits and then not drawing any attention to it is, is genius isn't it
4: well yeah, although one of them did say it was full of eels, his oh, OK. Soup, so they did <laughs> yeah. But my sap apparently- food is full of eels was Monty <laughs> Python, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> It yeah, was a yeah. bit Python-esque, but yeah, I really loved it. Mm. They were—I t- mean, obviously, I don't play the games, but they were talking about uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. This game is just tearing it up right now. They were saying, <laughs> uh, "If you've not played it, where have you been?" Okay. Um, but I thought that they, the one thing I would say about it is that the advertising doesn't seem to match the audience. As you say, the mm. two guys doing it were just marginally younger than yourself and, uh, and Andy. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. yeah. Just just marginally, but then when you look at the advertising, there was um, cat food, and yeah, and it's well, if you're a gamer, you, can spend, you spend a lot. They take a lot spend
0: a lot
2: of time on, on your own at home. You think yeah, I'll get myself a cat? Yeah,
4: possibly. So said, oh, uh, quite
2: well targeted.
4: Okay, um, what about this then? They're also advertising Select Specs, which is a way wow. for um, the economically-minded person to get... Um, you sat in a,
2: front of a screen for 12 hours a day, Martin, and <laughs> you'd know you need a pair of bins? Of course you would.
4: Well, they've got it just absolutely right. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I did enjoy it. You know, you know, know, From time to time, just watching something that you have no interest in whatsoever, yeah. and you're never likely to, uh, can be uh, you know quite innovative. So you won't be right? buying yourself a... a, a,
2: a Console and taking mm. on these young guys. We won't no, see you I'm in a fat cons- suit in the studio anytime soon. Yes, I probably don't. Really Are you why? recommending the show <laughs> to John
3: Rawlings? Yeah, if yeah John, John like it. I've
2: watched Martin Kelly, and it was. Oh, yeah, you won't like it. Now I watched a bit of this. I didn't see it all, but I intend to finish it because I was very mm. much enjoying it. Post the, the Tottenham Newcastle game. This was the entertainers, wasn't it? Newcastle.
4: Yeah, it was just one of those little fillers yeah. on Sky Sports. Yeah. But I just wondered, will we ever see another manager like Kevin Keegan or anything, you know, given the ownership of football clubs now, mm. um, they, they had that bit in it where uh, they sold Andy Cole to Man United for uh, £7 million and yeah. then the Newcastle fans turned up at the ground mm. to complain about Andrew Cole being uh, being mm. sold yeah. and uh, Kevin Keegan came out to, I mean the Newcastle fans do like because it's right in the centre of town, yeah. they ought to put... It on an industrial estate like Pride Park or something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but because it's in the centre of town, it's they, easier if, to
2: descend on it, isn't it? We're like with, with yeah, lit, lit torches, like is Frankenstein's castle.
4: Absolutely, and and Kevin. So they all descend on it. Kevin comes out to uh, to meet them, mm. and he explains to them that he needs to strengthen the squad as such, and he'll need to buy some of these. And he said to them, "You've got to allow me to do this, yeah. you know." So, and it, he, I thought it was just fantastic. It, it was such a memory. I mean, we all remember it from the time, mm. but you know, you sometimes forget how how great. A guy Kevin Keegan was, you know, in in terms of, well, in terms of the team he built, of course, came up from the second division to the first division and all that. Um, But also in terms of his relations with the fans, and you look at things now, are there Saudi Arabian owners which are all there? I missed it this morning, Um, uh, Jim White and uh, Simon Jordan being there, because Simon's obviously very interesting on this subject. Mm. Speaking of which, I was listening the whole more, I had a long drive the other day. Mm. I listened all the way through to um, to Talk Sport, because I obviously have it locked on Mm. to Talk Sport. He he came up with a phrase, this is Simon Jordan, he Mm. was saying, dollars for donuts what does dollars for donuts mean no, I mean in, in terms know. of the late Norian uh, ownership, I would imagine it's fairly literal, isn't it? Really, but <laughs> yes.
2: um, but apart from that, a, a dollars for donuts. He is yeah. the king of, uh, of of the phrase, Simon. He's, he's got a lot in his Unbelievable.
4: locker. Unbelievable! Mm. I loved it. I love it. Yeah. He came Are you going to start using
2: one, dollars for donuts?
4: I am. And another one he came up <laughs> with is just, it's a set of self serving scenarios.
2: <laughs> that's, that's just that's, a tongue twister, though, isn't it? Yeah. I think that was. Yeah.
4: But he said that and there was a there was a brief silence from uh, yeah. Jim, who was sort of arguing with him or trying to argue. With him. Uh, was there someone they were cool. to, He's got a
2: bit of a whistle in his voice, and he was just trying to wind him up because you get those people sometimes, don't you? Uh, possibly, yeah. That, I don't know. <laughs> but
4: it was it was it was great fun. Mm. And watching Newcastle, the entertainers, you think, well, you know, this is do you know, they're obviously exultant at the moment over this mm. uh, this investment of the uh, Saudi Arabian uh, people, yeah. but. It's got, It's not going to be like the Kevin Keegan days. And obviously, had um, Ginella was quoted very amusing. Uh, he was, you know, obviously when they threw away the uh, the Premier League title yeah. that season, he said, we, we never parked the bus." No. We didn't even bring the bus with us. No, it's <laughs> we're true. We yeah. are to the ground. Yeah. Um, uh, Martin, but it's we so we brilliant asked, to watch. Yeah,
2: it's good. I'm, I'm going to try and finish it. It was good fun. Um, I'm nearly, we're nearly out of time, but uh, give, yeah. give us sort of, 30 seconds on You Guys a History on Sky Docks.
4: Yeah, well, that was good. One of it was about, uh, well, I didn't realise this, the uh, number of black professional cricketers has dropped greatly in the last uh, 25 years mm. according to this programme. But it was a sort of look back at uh, how, how you know, we got people like Mark Mark Butcher, you know, someone on test matches. There was a lot of Phil De Freitas who was very, very moving, actually. We mm. talked about, cause it's hard to imagine when you look at somebody from the Windrush, or a son of the Windrush generation, if mm. you like, yeah. putting on an England cap. <clears throat> Mm. and seeing how that affects your parents who've put up with everything they put up with and we know all about Notting Hill and all that when they came uh, in the 1950s. Um, and he just sort the tears just start is he going to cry and of course he, you know, he just sort of stemmed the tears a little oh. bit it was very moving actually very moving indeed and uh, yeah, know it's just one of the history of uh, because I presume it's because it's Black History Month yeah. um, well worth catching up on that so
2: that, you can download that on Sky Docs yeah? it's, that um, Sky documentaries it's there now um, you're back overnight Martin I understand
4: indeed I yeah. am apparently yeah. excellent
2: 1am um, to 6am forward to it yeah. yeah always look forward to it uh, overnight yeah, tonight film. and tomorrow and we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks very much. Excellent. Cheers. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, it's lots of sport. We've got the Cricket uh, World Cup. Of course, loads and loads of football for you here on Talksport and Talksport. Too so, banana. Again, you like a bit of a break from all the sport. Yeah, oh, yeah. Something a bit more relaxing, potentially, or, uh, such as uh, the Earth being inhabited <laughs> by aliens. Um, here to tell us more about that is uh, Mike Ward, Brighton supporting TV reviewer for The Star. Good afternoon, Mike. They don't bother
5: me, those aliens. Yeah, it's,
2: yeah. it's not based on facts, is it, really? It's,
5: it's not entirely based on facts. This is an invasion, a mm. uh, new thing on Apple TV, which arrived today, first three episodes of 10. Right. Uh, the world is indeed being uh, invaded, well, it, it, fictionally. Mm. being invaded by it i don't know why i mean in all honesty you know isn't isn't our planet meant to be in a bit of a bad way why would you choose this one all the planets going mm. let's go for that one
2: whereabouts does it where where do they go to first it's quite nice <laughs> yeah.
4: well they go
5: everywhere this is the thing it's set mm. in it's it's set in multiple locations so there's a little bit set in Britain, there's a bit set in america Japan, Afghanistan and uh, uh, outer space. So it, it, it hops around a bit, you have to pay attention, but Ugh. effectively what's going on for the first three episodes is all sorts of strange things, you know, sudden storms, Ugh. eruptions, fires, mis- uh, you know, things dropping out of the sky, craters opening in the ground, but random spontaneous nosebleeds. Have you noticed you get quite a lot of those in sci-fi things? People get sort of random spontaneous nosebleeds, mm. which is some ominous connotation it's
2: always a sign of something fairly
5: ominous yes. yeah, very true. i used to get it a lot with i was a kid with hay fever and that's it doesn't right. get much worse than that's that. not much of a netflix 10 mm-hmm. part though is it Might ward's hay fever <laughs> <laughs> yeah well maybe not um yeah so it's it's actually really good uh um, okay sam, I'm, I'm a big fan of sam neill sam neill's yeah. in it yeah i mean there's a lot of characters that you know uh, across as i say across all mm. all different locations they have no common link whatsoever to begin with apart from the fact that their everyday lives are suddenly going to be turned upside down by yeah. things they don't understand. I've got through the first three episodes, nobody has yet twigged that it's an alien invasion and we're three hours into it so if this was a mm. film you'd be looking at your watch and thinking come on, you know, where are the little <laughs> right. green men and, the, and all that kind of stuff. Anyway but it is good honestly, yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Uh,
2: so that's uh, yeah, Apple TV and they're releasing mm. in one, uh, much like they did with Ted Lasso, one a week, yeah? Is that yeah, right? well,
5: one, After these first three, yes, right, okay. so every Friday mm. um, I could do you a Friday update for the next seven weeks, well, well I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to
2: check, certainly check the first one out if I can. Um, now, um, tonight, BBC4 9 pm, another excellent uh documentary, music mm. documentary. This one on Frank I Zappa. Like I saw yeah. Frank Zappa once and uh, he did about three and a half hours uh non stop, didn't stop, did he just really? segued oh, each song. Rats most, is most, one of my favorite yeah, albums of all album, time. I'll yeah. be
5: like, honest, I, I know very little about all him. Right. I picked this out because I just thought it was fascinating for some you know, I, I like dipping into stuff that's sort of you know, I haven't really looked into it, and it's a I think this this came out last year, didn't it? And it was a it was a very popular documentary yeah. the six explaining there was nobody quite like him. I think it'd be reasonable to say from a musical mm. point of view in terms in terms of range and unpredictability and, mm. and diversity. Would that be reasonable? yeah well, yeah was, no I mean he's said
2: incredible musicians that he would yeah. bring together, and it was you know I'm, I'm sure they've got quite a lot of the band members in yeah. this talking about what it was like to work with him
5: and there's a lot of um uh, you know uh, sort of stuff that's sort of that's been dug up from you know from the archives his collection unreleased stuff yeah. um and interviews et cetera et cetera so um i think it's 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 you know if like me this is all relatively new stuff to you it's a yeah. it's a good way to sort of understand why he was so special. Amazing
2: lyrics, uh, such as, don't go, ye- don't go near the yellow snow because that is where the huskies go. <laughs> you get sound advice as well. Yeah, exactly. um, so that's 9pm uh, uh, BBC4 uh, tonight. We'll, we'll, we won't do Strictly because yeah, we've talked about it, but Jonathan Ross is back uh, is. for another series and Joan Collins has been having a pop at William Shatner, so that's had a bit of traction today. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Poor. Poor Kirk. Yeah that's uh, right she said uh, yeah she called him a fool didn't she for going into space
5: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, a bit harsh. Well, It's a fair, well, he's been mm. doing it for a while. I mean, it's a bit late to start having a go at him for that. Though. And Brian Cox is on. Is he, um,
2: is he, um, uh, back Brian... the actor Brian Cox? Oh, well, yeah, because Succession's back. So, I Succession's that... back, but also
5: oh, yeah. uh, because next week, uh, mm. I mean, it's not because of next week, It's a different Brian Cox. He's probably not going to try and be both Brian Cox's. <laughs> no. the same show, although it would save on the budget from a booking uh, point of view. Um, yes, so we and can Alex talk about Scott it. Alex Scott and be. Rob Beckett. <laughs> Alex as Scott well. is doing yeah. Who Do You Think You Are Next Week, so she's on, uh, uh talking about that. Um, And if it was the other Brian Cox, he would be talking about Universe, which is a new thing starting next Wednesday, which is all about, not surprisingly, the universe. The universe, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, It's quite a big sort of overwhelming, wow, where do you begin type of program.
2: Before that, though, um, that's um, 8pm on Sunday evening, a show that Andy very much likes and our producer, John. uh, Escape to the Chateau is back with Dick uh, and Angel. Dick Dick and Angel,
5: The action-packed series full of family adventures. I'm just quoting from the the press release. Awe-inspiring renovation projects, big reveals, and a magical Christmas special bringing a warm hug into our living rooms. I couldn't have put it better myself, which is why I didn't try to. But, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I do love a bit of Dick Dick and Angel. I
3: I once said on this show that Dick Strawbridge was the man I most... wanted to be in the world. Mm. And uh, he sent me a nice message, didn't he? Did he, really? uh, did he let
5: mm. you be him for a
2: day? No, not really. Pull up the strawbridge. We were trying to come up with TV formats for him. <laughs> that's everything. very good. Um, I, do I
5: don't like know that. what it is, but, um, <laughs> no, but that doesn't yeah, matter. So that's never oh. stopped
2: people making things, has it, really? No. Now, Joe Lycett versus... Bill Gates, I forgot to
3: mention Yeah, you want to be that's right. <laughs>
5: Joe Lycett versus the oil giant, 9pm yes. Channel 4. Yeah. Um, what's, what... Well, yeah. Joe Lycett obviously does all his consumer stuff on, mm. on his um, on his usual Friday night show, but because of the whole climate change conference coming up, uh, next month in glasgow he's taken on a particularly big challenge he is not a great fan of uh, of shell um mm. and so he particularly dislikes the implications of their advertising implying that they you know they are 100% sound from a green point of view he's querying that on on quite a spectacular scale mm. um talking to climate change specialists, but also trying to get that Shell's side of the argument. I haven't been able to see this. There isn't a preview available, but um, apparently Shell were not terribly cooperative in the making of this programme. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, 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 they weren't available. Really. So
2: <laughs> that's 9pm
5: Channel 4. The yeah. big
2: big thing next week is Monday night, uh, yeah. BBC One 9pm. A new Stephen Merchant, co-creator of uh, The Office and Extras with Ricky Gervais. This so, is
5: really, really good. Mm, the Outlaw mm, six parts. good, actually. It's um, ba- a bunch of uh, uh, disparate characters, Minor lawbreakers who find themselves doing community service uh, in Bristol, just renovating some old um, uh, community centre. Um, Christopher Walken's in it. Darren Boyd. It's a whole, a whole bunch of really good characters and it's a bit like when you watch something like um those k mella things like the syndicate or in the oh, club yeah. where you've got a good ensemble, ensemble cast. Piece, yeah. good lines for everyone it's funny but it's, it's got a good storyline mm. as well so it's a bit of comedy drama rather really? than just straightforward sitcom but look it's, forward it's lovely to stuff excellent in there you could confident the weekend football wise right well <laughs> you can get a nil nil draw Cara Road, anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: on that bombshell. Thank you very much, Mike. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again on Monday. Pour over the weekend's football, as we always do. Yeah, And um, yeah, Andy will be alongside me. Uh, what else was we going to say? Um, oh yeah, the uh, the Clips of the Week podcast is all over, also available from where you got this one. So if you'd like to have a listen back to the Clips of the Week, if you missed them, they'll be here too. But for now, have a great weekend and we will catch up with you on Monday. Thanks for listening.
1: You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on Talk Sport.